Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I believe that we serve a God of miracles. And I believe in miracles. And I believe for miracles. And I believe for signs. And I believe for wonders. And see, I know church growth would tell you right now, don't speak in tongues. Don't use the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Don't talk so much about miracles, signs, and wonders. But you know what that makes me want to do? Press on into it. And I'm not going to give that up. Are you? I'm not. Those are truths that God has given us. And we're not letting those things go. The Bible says don't let those things slip that you've learned. And so the the infilling of the Holy Spirit in 1978 or 9, whatever it was there, might have been 1979, when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, I believed it. And when I saw that in the Bible, coming from the background that I did, where I was just like the Ephesian believers who didn't even know that there be a Holy Ghost. And when I started seeing about the infilling, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it radically changed my life. And I've never gone back and I'm not going to play the dead church game. I came out of that and I'm not going back into it. And I really want to encourage you tonight, if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, that you ask God to baptize you in the Holy Spirit and you receive your prayer language because it is the door into the supernatural. And I'm walking in the supernatural. I don't care what anybody else does. I'm walking in the supernatural. How about you? And I choose that because I saw it in the Word of God and I believed it and I just am expecting it. I don't know, just wherever I go, whatever happens, I'm expecting a move of the Spirit. Why don't you do that? Why don't you expect a move of the Spirit wherever you go? Why? Because Jesus lives on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit has empowered you and expect wherever you go. If you go to buy a car or you go into a place of business, expect God to use you supernaturally to minister to someone. We think sometimes because it's not spectacular that God's not using us. Well, how many of you know he's not going to, you you know, he's not going to go in and have you go into a place, thus saith the Lord. He's, he's not going to, I mean, there might have been some prophets of old that would have done something like that, but most likely we're not going to be the ones to do it. But it's that gentle, sweet Holy Spirit in us that's going to minister and love on people and show forth the signs and wonders of God. I'm hungry for that, aren't you? And I've been walking in this way a long time and I'm not still not tired. I'm still not tired. Now, I'm not going to say that there haven't been times and there hasn't been things to where, you know, you got to get recharged and you, you know, you have obstacles coming against you and it tries to rob you of those things. But I tell you what, it's not got me and it's not going to. And I say that not as a brag in myself. I make my boast in the Lord. 
it's in the Lord. It's because He's in me and He empowers me and strengthens me. And I've, you know, just like you, I've had many things that I've had to overcome to hold on to what God's given me, but I'm not letting it go. Are you? All right, tonight. I want to share some scripture with you that will help you and encourage you and edify you. And uh, it's an exhortation to as far as it comes to prayer and keeping us motivated in this way. Okay, tonight I want to talk to you about when you're tempted to worry, pray instead. When you're tempted to worry, pray instead. It is amazing to me how that I can be going about my business and all of a sudden, you know, the enemy starts stirring up things. He'll bring, you know, a situation across my path and it's all designed to take my peace. It's all designed. And if I can, you know, if he can plant that little thought in my mind and get me to just, you know, put it on this little circle thing that goes on in our mind just over and over, just play it in your mind. So that's what you see. Then you start to hear. You, you understand how many people know what I'm talking about. Have you ever been there? And I'm going to tell you something. The enemy will even take things that appear to be uh, spiritual and scriptural, and he'll put those things before you. And he'll try to get you to buy into something because it sounds spiritual. But we're at the very root of it, it's not God. It's not God that's there. God did not give you a spirit of fear, but love and power and a sound mind. Anything that stirs up that fear in you, you might as well know that's not God. And somebody needs to say amen and get a witness with it. You know, I heard someone tell this story and they were going through a great deal of sickness and disease to the point where it looked like they were going to heaven early. And they, they went through a major hurdle and it looked like, you know, they'd gotten over it and they were on their way up. You know what I'm saying? That restoration, healing power was working in their body. And, and they were talking about how a voice came to them and that began to say, it's appointed unto man once to die. Well, now that sounds like scripture, doesn't it? But he will give you long life began to come up out of the come up out of them but see for the longest time for hours they sit and mull that over in their mind that must be god he must have healed me and now he's going to take me to heaven and see they just mulled it over for hours sit and mulled it over for hours and then the real voice of the Holy Spirit came forth and said, with long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation to counter that voice. And so we've got to know when the voice of the Holy Spirit comes. And see, worry and fretting and being anxious, anxiety and all of that is not God's way for you. That's the way of the world. I, I mean, I've had family members that thought if they didn't worry, that they weren't doing their job. 
How many of you have people in your family? It might be a grandmother, a mother, aunt, uncle, cousin, whatever, you know, it will be. And they are the worriers of the family. If anybody's got a problem, tell aunt so-and-so and she'll worry over it. Well, I'm not telling aunt so-and-so. I'm going to my other aunt that knows the Lord and knows the word of God and will pray for me instead of the worry. And we got to do the same thing. And see, but what I guess why I'm telling this story tonight is because when worry comes, we as human beings have that tendency to take that into our heart, into our mind, and just meditate on that, mull it over in our mind, think about it, let it just stir in us. But we have got to be quick when worry comes to put it in its place and begin to pray. And we're going to read a scripture here, not right now, we'll get to it in a minute, that, uh, that is very telling uh, about what I just said. Instead of the worrying, pray. Amen. Now, in Matthew 6, 33 and 34 in the Amplified Bible, um, I love how it says this, but seek, aim at, and strive after, first of all, for his kingdom and his righteousness. Now listen to this, his way of doing and being right. You have to do right. You have to be right with God. See, people want to make fun of scriptures like that today. Oh, that's just old. That's antiquated. No, it isn't. It's just you got to be right and you got to do right, which means that you have to live right. And if you're seeking the kingdom, that's what you do. Does it mean that you're perfect in every way? Of course not. None of us are. None of us are perfect. We're going to mess up. We're going to fail. But he's made a way that we can get restored and get all that right again. But but as believers, when you're seeking first the kingdom of God, you're to live right and you're to do right and you're to act right. And in the moment you see that you're not, then correct that. Correct it and get back on course again. I'm a big one. I'm a big proponent for that. It's like, no, don't get down there and grub around in condemnation. Confess it, get up and go on. Because I'm not going to condemn you. God doesn't condemn you. And if a brother and sister is walking with the Lord, they're not going to condemn you either. And it might not be pretty what you did. And it may have hurt some people. And there may be consequences uh, coming into your life for what you did. But as far as forgiveness goes, God forgives you. If you confess it and ask him to. Okay, his way of doing and being right, and then all these things taken together will be given you besides. Now listen to this. So do not worry or be anxious about tomorrow. Now, if you're not to worry or be anxious about tomorrow, what does that mean? You get all your worrying in today, and then when you get into tomorrow, you don't worry? I don't think so. Do you? No. What he's saying, he says, just don't worry about things that you cannot control. Don't worry about anything. Don't be anxious or have anxiety about things. You know, um, 
we can get in that way when it relates to finances. When we, you know, we wring our hands and uh, we we don't know what we're going to do. We don't know how we're going to pay our bills. We don't know how we're going to take care of this responsibility. Well, that's why I'm talking about what I'm talking about tonight. We're not to worry today or tomorrow, but we're to pray and take it to God. We're to take it to Him. Why? Why would we take it to Him? Because our worrying won't do anything but stop what God wants to do. Because now I want you, worry is a form of fear. And fear uh, and faith, fear is, is an energy. It's a force in the wrong direction that comes through the enemy. And faith is the power and energy of God that causes things to happen positively where fear causes it to happen in the negative. It draws things to you. The things that I have greatly feared have come upon me. Don't, don't fall into the fear trap. Now, I've told you many times, fear over the years, you know, before I got the Word of God in my heart and mind and got my mind renewed, I had to deal with fear a lot and I didn't understand. It's just like a giant magnet that begins to draw the things to you that you have fear about. But in the same way and with a greater degree of intensity and power when you have faith in the Word of God of what God has said, then it has greater power to draw those things to you. You know, we've talked about this before, but your thoughts have power in them. Don't ever forget that. And it will cause you not to think about things you shouldn't be thinking on and meditating on because it will draw it into your life. Thoughts have energy and power. Ooh, new age. No, it's not new age. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You think that you don't have any favor on your life, and you don't. You think that you failed and you can't get back up, and that's, that's it for you. But you can take another person that went through the same thing, and they fail, but their thought life, their word life, their faith life is not based in that failure. It's based in the Word of God. And God said, I will make you above and not beneath. The devil is meant to be trampled upon with your feet. You are not made to be trampled upon. You are a child of God. You are a king and priest to God. Now, that's not so that we get, you know, all high and mighty and prideful because that'll stop God from doing anything in your life. But if God said it about me and me to believe it and me to say it, that is not wrong and that is not prideful. False humility. If the devil can't get you one way, he'll get you another. But you're not falling for that, are you? But I love this. Do not worry or be anxious about tomorrow. Really, it says, so. So what? Because you're seeking the kingdom, you're aiming and you're striving after the kingdom and his way of doing and being, because you're doing that, so do not worry or be anxious about tomorrow because God's going to take care of you. Amen? 
So we aim for the kingdom way of living through this scripture, it tells us. We do things his way. We act his way. We talk his way. We are peculiar people. And the, it's, it's time that the body of Christ realizes that. When somebody says, you're different, it's like, yeah, I'm peculiar. And that's okay. It doesn't mean I'm a weirdo or a flake. You know, people can be weird and flakes, but we're staying steady on the Word of God, and that makes us peculiar because the world isn't that way. And then, okay, so we aim for the kingdom way, we do things His way, and your life will be blessed when you do that. Now, am I saying that you don't run into difficulties? No. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God. The whole world has afflictions, has problems, has things that come against them, but God delivers out of them all for kingdom people. Amen. And then because of this, because he's done all these things for us, we don't fret, we don't worry over things that we're facing. We have no power to change things, but he does. And so we lean into Him with our faith. We lean into Him quoting promises. We find a promise. We stand on that. We pray that. We believe that. Amen. Take your Bible real quickly. I've got to hurry. Uh, Deuteronomy 28. How many of you know what that scripture is? Some of you will know and some of you may not. Um, we, you know, as, as um, Christians... Bible-believing, spirit-filled, tongue-talking, healing-believing Christians, we need to know about this chapter in the Bible. If you look in uh, Deuteronomy 28, now listen to this, verse number 1, And it shall come to pass, if you shall hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and do all of his commandments which I command you this day, that the Lord God will set you on high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you. And you know, you can go on. I, I really would encourage you, Maybe even tonight or tomorrow, take that this chapter and read about it because we're not going to go through all the blessings, but, you know, the Lord will command His blessing on the storehouse, your storehouse, your bank account, your savings account, you know, what you have, your storehouse. You're, you don't have to live week to week. Yeah, I've heard that, but I still do. Well, change it and start putting back something in your storehouse every week, even though you have to... Not go get your latte date or whatever it is. You understand what I'm saying? And I like those things myself. But if you can put back some money and start your storehouse, you got to start somewhere. I could really go there because I feel that so strongly. And I know that God wants to change financially your situation if that's where you are. He'll bless you in your storehouse, but you've got to use wisdom and wise financial planning. And if you don't know what it is, get you a good author and read it. 
read what they have to say about it. I'm talking about a scriptural, godly, you know, one. So anyway, that's my one dog path. Blessed shall the fruit of your body be. And, you know, my kids are driving me crazy. Well, you know, I, I got that. I understand it. And, you know, we got a lot of rebellious kids, that's for sure. But that's not what the blessing is. So we just, you know, uh, don't worry and get anxious over that. But we seek the kingdom and pray to God about these things and God can change them. And it, there's so many things, you know, that we can say about that. But what I do want you to go down here to verse number 15, because there's lots of the blessings that he talks about. Verse number 15, And it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Now, folks, that is real. Now, I know we're not living in the Old Testament. I know that we're living in the New Testament. But Abraham's blessings are ours. But I'm going to tell you what happens. If you're not walking under the blessing umbrella, the curse umbrella is coming after you. That's just the way it goes. So any Christian, they can live like the devil, but I'm going to tell you, the blessings are not following you. You're going to live under the curse. And I don't know about you, but it doesn't take me long to figure out, hey, uh, there's something wrong here, and I know it's not God, and I know it's not His Word, so it's either the devil fighting or it's me. And I'm going to tell you, I'm the one I start looking at. I look at myself first. Instead of pointing, well, it's their fault. They caused this. They ca no, don't don't get into what our society does. The blame game, the victim game. Uh, don't don't get into that. Don't get into it. And I understand that people can be victimized. I do understand that. But if you let that mentality rule over your life, you're going to be defeated. You understand me? You got to rise up above that. You have to rise up above it. Amen. But that, ble that blessing is out there when we seek the kingdom and the curse is there when we walk out from under that. And so, but getting us to this scripture, okay? This read in verse number 66 out of the Amplified. Now I'm just going to lead, read the latter part of that scripture because time and, every, you know, just need to move on. And it says, day and night you shall be worried. Now, where did that come from? In verse number 15, it said it was a curse. Day and night, you shall be worried. Well, I'm going to tell you something. If that is the curse, I'm not accepting that, and I'm not receiving it. When the worries and the anxiety and the anxiousness and, the, you know, you just want to wring your hands together, you know, because you don't know what to do, I'm going to tell you, you better pray. Amen? Don't, don't get anxious. Don't worry, because that's a part of the curse, and you've been redeemed from it. And you know, uh, I, I like uh, what one scripture in the Bible talks about, and it talks about how a calm and undisturbed spirit will lengthen your life. And worry and fear and all of those things will bring sickness, will bring disease upon you, and draw every 
works that we can't even think of. It'll draw it to you. So we don't need to worry. We don't need to fear. It's a part of the curse, but we are blessed. Okay, real quickly, let's turn over to Philippians. Very familiar, Philippians 4, 6. I use this scripture a lot when I'm talking about prayer. But I'm going to read it out of the Amplified and then out of the message, okay? It says, Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite request, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. That says it all, doesn't it? Now listen to this out of the message. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. See, take the worry, form a prayer, a request to counter whatever the worry is, and you pray about it. And I get a, I get a picture with that, don't you? Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. I love that. Letting God know your concerns. See, it's like some people, you know, will act like, well, you know, those worries and everything, you know, we just take them and X them away. No, he said, take them to God and shape them, shape the worries and the fears, the things that, you know, maybe are going on in your family, the things that are maybe going on in finances, on the job, in a marriage, you know, it doesn't matter. All those things, shape those worries in the form of a prayer and a petition and ask God about it. Ask Him to do something about it. Take His promises that he's given you related to that you can have what you ask for. You have not because you ask not. Remember, we talked about that last week. And so, before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. Here we are, one moment worrying, the next moment we take those things that are just, you know, just trying to, to wear us out and we make a prayer out of it. We go before God and He does something about it. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.